Take your Bible and turn to Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 8 through 20. Philippians chapter 4 and verses 8 through 20. And if you got the church app, you can just uh, press the uh, sermon there, and then your blue scriptures there will open up for you. As you can tell, we're starting a new series today called Mission Not Impossible, but Mission I'm Possible. And some of you, many of you may be uh, familiar with or even fans of the uh, Mission Impossible series, the one that goes back to the TV series, some of you may be familiar with, back to 1966, when I was just a little kid. (laughs) Back in that uh, TV series uh, where uh, Peter Graves was a man named Jim Phelps, and he was a key person on this uh, secret government agency known as the Impossible Mission Force. And he uh, served there in a perspective that uh, nobody knew anything about this agency. For all practical purposes, it did not exist. And their whole purpose was to take on missions that seemed to be impossible. Some of you that may not be old enough to understand uh, uh, Peter Graves and uh, that TV series are probably familiar with Tom Cruise as he serves as Ethan Hunt whom uh, Noah just portrayed a while ago on the Mission Possible uh, series or film series. And as Ethan Hunt carried on that same purpose of the IMF, the Impossible Mission Force. And they took on those assignments that seemed to be impossible. We utilized uh, Noah as a means that probably most of us wouldn't think of him coming to our rescue. But sometimes God does things in unique and unusual ways, doesn't he? And so today we're going to go on this series about mission, I'm possible, and look at the reality that sometimes we got to just believe in God, believe in ourselves, and believe in God's ability to make the impossible to become possible in our life. And sometimes those things that seem to be impossible that become possible, some people may look at those things and to you, it may seem like I just can't do it. I can't make it happen. And to others, they would look at it and say, it's not that big a deal. You can do it. You just need a little bit of encouragement and motivation. There are people who have had bad habits and they've thought, I just can't break this habit. But somebody else looks at it and says, you can. You just got to believe in yourself and trust God to give you the strength. Some may have had a desire to change some things, maybe lose weight. And you think, I just can't lose that weight. But a little bit of belief in yourself, belief in God, and believing that all things are possible, you can go from mission impossible to mission I'm possible. And that's what we're going to look at as we begin to look today in Philippians chapter 4, where the Apostle Paul reveals to us that he has learned some things that he once thought were impossible, but he found out they are possible. And he learned that I can. And so I want to take us on this journey through Philippians chapter 4 and these verses 8 through 20 to see about how that we can go from what seems to be impossible to possible. To feel like you can't do something to say I'm possible through it. So let's look at this in Philippians 4 verses 8 through 20. The Apostle Paul talking to the church at Philippi says this. I'm reading this out of the New King James translation. As Paul is reminding the Philippians about some things that they have done in his life and for his life. Paul says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And then the things which you learned 
and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And I want to pause a second for that verse 9. Remember, Paul has learned some things about himself that were possible. He learned, I can. And Paul says in this verse 9, he says, the things which he had learned and that they had learned from him and received from him and heard and saw in him, he said, these things I want you to do. So Paul's saying, I've learned some things. I've learned that I can. And he said, I want you to learn from me so that you believe that you are possible and that you can. Verse 20 says, but I, or verse 10, I'm sorry. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard in need, for I have learned, and you'll notice that word learn keeps popping in there. I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians... Know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus these things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now as I've read that uh, in the King James translation, I'm also going to make some references to kind of let a few words pop to us from the NIV translation. But here the Apostle Paul is saying that he's learned some things. And some things that he might have previously thought were impossible, he's learned that they are possible. Why is that? What has Paul learned? He's learned some things through his experiences now that he is a child of God and that he's walking with God and he's learned that he can do things and that which seemed to be impossible are now a possibility. He learned to believe that I'm possible if you just believe in God and believe in yourself. Now I want to bring out just a few things that Paul reveals to us that he can do that I believe are important for us If we're going to go on this mission, I'm possible. One of the things that Paul reveals to us is that I can be content where God wants me. Paul had learned that he can be content where God wants him to be. Now, to understand the significance of this, the Apostle Paul was a person that had gone from one background of being focused as being a religious leader to having a relationship with Christ. And in this transition in his life, he's kind of abandoned things from his past and has started on a new journey in his life. And in this new journey of standing for Christ and preaching the gospel, some people have turned against him. And so the apostle Paul has been run out of town. They've taken him to the point of stoning him almost to the point of death. He's been shipwrecked, bitten by snakes. He's been put in prison. So he's been in a lot of different circumstances. And Paul was revealing, he said, I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances that I am in. Paul has learned that uh, he can be content, and that word content means I can find sufficiency. 
I can find some comfort in being where I am. And so Paul said, I have learned to be content or find sufficiency in whatever circumstances are changing my life. And you know, in our life, we like to get into a place that our circumstances are good and we want them to stay that way, don't we? We want circumstances to just stay good because we like it like that. But the reality is life is constantly changing, isn't it? Circumstances are constantly changing. And we can't affect how circumstances change in our life, but we can affect how we react to those circumstances. And so as circumstances change in our life, we have to be reminded also that as those circumstances, we are challenged of where our attitude is gonna be as these circumstances change. And Paul had adjusted his attitude that he said, I can be sufficient, I can be satisfied, I can be content as long as I know that I'm where God wants me to be. And because of that, the Apostle Paul, let me just give you an example. When the Apostle Paul was put in prison and he had to stand before the king, King Agrippa, and when he was standing before the king, for most people in this circumstance, they would be thinking, all right, just keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything to offend the king and just respond in a positive productive, honoring way to the king so I can get out of this prison situation. But the apostle Paul, remember, he's changed his attitude and his attitude is this. My circumstances have changed, but I haven't done something offensive to God to change my circumstances. So God's plan must be to have put me in these circumstances. So I normally wouldn't get to stand before King Agrippa, but God has put me in these circumstances and I'm gonna seize the opportunity and so Paul witnessed to the king and almost persuaded him to be a Christian. See, Paul learned, okay, I can't change always my circumstances, but I can be content where I am and trust that God has put me in these circumstances for a reason and I'm gonna make the most out of the circumstances that I'm in. And so Paul's attitude was one to stay positive, to be stable, and to take whatever circumstances they were, even if they changed to the worst, and make the best out of it. Can you say in your life, I can be content where God wants me to be, where God has placed me at at this point in my life? Now, being content where you are doesn't mean that, uh, you know, if you've done some things in your life that has put you in a bad situation, doesn't mean that you can't try to do things to improve things with God's guidance, but it's just letting us know, don't let your attitude fall apart, but let your attitude be one that God's gonna be with me in this and I'm gonna make the most out of the circumstances that I am. So Paul learned to be content, to be satisfied with the circumstances he were in. But he also learned to be content at the comfort level that he was, that sometimes our comfort level changes. And as I said, we love our circumstances to be good. We like to be comfortable. Paul made this statement. He said, I have learned to live with plenty. I've learned to live and won't. He had been at both stages in life where he had everything that he needed and then he had places in his life that he needed more. He was struggling. But Paul said, I've learned to be comfortable at whatever state that I'm in. And sometimes our comfort levels begin to change, don't they? We've experienced that some of that recently with our economy has started changing. Y'all have noticed that, hadn't you? And somebody tell me what has been the one key thing that has suddenly 
Remember, last year, everybody has talked about how that in 2019 was a very good year for the economy. Stock markets uh, excelled. People were making good profits, doing good. But there was one word that suddenly changed the economy in the last few months. What's that one word? Coronavirus. Suddenly, this word that we've never heard of before, coronavirus, has stepped into our lives. It started in China. And now our economy has suddenly taken a dramatic change in the stock market because it's so unpredictable of what is this coronavirus and what all could it do and how much could it widespread. And so the Dow Jones dropped the worst that it has ever dropped in the history. Have you ever wondered sometimes, I don't know if any of y'all are like me, but uh, I, I had uh, some things that uh, I was doing business-wise and and uh, needed to make some important transactions. And at the very point that I needed to do these business transactions is when uh, we found out uh, that we, our president had made the decision that he was going to do a multi-billion dollar bailout for the banks. And I thought, why, why did that happen in my lifetime? Any of y'all think of that? Right when I was needing to make these business transactions, we make this multi-billion dollar bailout of the banks. Something that has never been done before. And then in my lifetime, here comes the coronavirus. Something that we have never known of before. And sometimes you can look at those things and say, it's a little bit difficult to be content when our comfort level suddenly changes. When things that we felt like were going good. I look back at 2019 and from an economy standpoint and from the stock market standpoint, man, it looks good. And 2020 started out good and then suddenly that one word showed up and suddenly changed everything but Paul said I have learned to be content wherever God has placed me in whatever circumstances I've in whatever comfort level and so we can't always change the circumstances around us but we can keep the attitude and that's what Paul is addressing here I've learned to be content Paul not only said, I've learned to be content, I can be content with what God, where God wants me, but he said, I can also do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So he's addressing one thing, I can, even though I can't change my circumstances or affect how circumstances affect me, I can be content where God has placed me. But he also says, during the midst of that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you look at verse 13, this is a verse that, that I personally have kind of taken as a life verse for me. And he says, this is the, uh, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want you to focus on the first part where Paul says, I can do. When Paul says, I can do, Paul is addressing the fact that there is part of this verse, this statement that he's making that relies on him. And that is the action taken is dependent on him. When he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, the first part is Paul taking action. If you and I are going to be able to claim that verse in our life and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, we've got to understand that that verse is saying that there's something that is dependent upon us, and that's the action step of doing something. Now, we know the Bible says, tells us that we've got to wait upon the Lord, and there are some times that we're not sure what to do. And we need to make sure we're getting guidance and direction from God and not taking things in our own hands. But also Paul is letting us know here that when we know that we need to be doing something, the action part is our responsibility. I can do, take some action yourself. 
I've learned that, uh, that God moves when we move. When God sees our faith and trust in him and we begin to take action, God moves with us. And we have a tendency that we always want this to happen. If God wants me to do something, then God's got to do something first. We throw all the pressure, God doesn't really experience pressure, but what we would consider pressure, we throw it all upon God. And God can handle it. But we know that trust is taking that first step of faith in it. And Paul says, I can do, I can take that first step of faith. And so Paul is letting us know that God will move as we move if we take that first step, the action step is ours. But the ability part is God's. Action step, ours, the ability to do it is God's. Paul said, I can do, and then he says, all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Paul is relying on God to give him the strength to be able to do whatever he's got to do, whether it's handle the pressure or be able to take on some tasks or cross some mountains or face some giants in his life or deal with some things that he's never dealt with before. Not sure what it's going to be like. Paul says that I can do it because Christ is going to give me strength to do that. Some maybe even right now with the things of the coronavirus, the economy changing, maybe even some things relating to work and jobs and so forth, you're thinking, I, I, this is a lot of things changing, a lot of pressure. I, I just, I'm not sure if I can handle all this. You can do it because God will give you strength. You may be facing some, maybe some individuals in here today that you're facing some things that have changed in your life that you've not experienced before and you're not sure exactly why it's changed, why it had to happen now and why you, a lot of whys go into it. But when you're in that state, just remember what Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That lets us know a few things. And that is something that you don't have the knowledge to understand, God will give you the knowledge. Maybe you don't have the physical ability or never been trained to do certain things, God will equip you to do that. When Paul says, I can do all things, that word all, A-L-L, you know what, it, the Greek word, you know what that Greek word means? All. No matter how you slice it, English, Greek, it means all. Everything. No matter what comes our way, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The action step is ours. The ability to do it is God's. So Paul said, I've learned to be content wherever God wants me to be. And I've learned that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not my ability, but it's God's strength in me. And then Paul winds it all down by saying this. If you look down that verse 19, Paul reveals to us that God will meet all of our needs. And Paul has learned, I can get all my needs met. Even when my circumstances of life are changing, even when our comfort level is not where it used to be, he said, I can get all my needs met. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And you know, if you were to read verses 14 through 19, Paul addresses the fact that the Philippians were the only ones that stepped up and helped him in his time of need. He revealed, I've been at points in my life where I had all my needs met. I had plenty, more than enough. But I've also been at points in my life where I was struggling. I was suffering. My needs were not being met. And Paul revealed that in that part of struggling his life, that the Philippians, the people of Philippi, had stepped up and met a need in Paul's life. Sometimes God uses special people to meet needs in our life at certain points in our life. 
And those special people that God reveals to bring into our life, sometimes they're people that's already been around us. But sometimes it's people we didn't even know. I'll never forget one of my relatives tell me about a time that they were struggling financially in their life and they had gone to church and they were in church and they had all the money they had left. They'd really been struggling. All the money they had left for that week was in their pocket, just a few dollars. And they were planning on using that money to pay for lunch for their kids in school that week. But God began to press upon their heart to give all they had to God when the offering was received. So they reached in their pocket, struggling to do it, they reached in their pocket, put it in the offering plate. When they did that, their mind began to think, what have I done? How am I going to feed my kids this week at their lunch? At the same time, we're thinking, God spoke to me. I'm going to trust God. And so that day after the service was over, somebody came up to them and just unexpectedly reached out to shake their hand. And when they shook their hand, they felt something and reached down in there. And they had given them much more than what they had given God. It's a reminder that our God can supply all our needs according to his riches. God's got a lot of resources, a lot of influence. You know, sometimes we get in circumstances in our life, we think, if I just knew the right person in the right place that could influence things for my favor, maybe influence somebody to give me this job or influence something to go my way. Well, if you know God and you've got a relationship with him, he's got a lot of influence on a lot of people. And so Paul realized that God can put special people in your life to help meet your needs. Sometimes it's not the special people, but it's just the spiritual power of God. When Paul said, my God shall supply all my needs, he said, according to his riches and glory, which is a reminder that sometimes, you know, we look at things and we uh, look at everything in black and white, two plus two equals four, and we're needing two plus two to equal six this week. And we're thinking that there's just no way. But God's not bound by calculations or black and white. There's endless resources. And when Paul said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory, he's basically revealing that God has an endless resource to meet every one of our needs. Have you ever been, I don't want you to raise your hand, but have you ever been thinking about, you know, maybe some unexpected bills that have come in, some unexpected changes, and, and you look at your account and you're thinking, okay. Looks like we're going to have to go to the hat method. Y'all know the hat method? You take your bills and those things that are coming in and you put them all, you wad them up and you put them in a hat and you say, okay, we're going to have a hat draw and see who gets paid this week and who doesn't. And so you draw and you think, man, the money's not here. The resources are not there. Black and white is not adding up. You think we're going to have to go to the hat method, see who gets paid and who doesn't get paid. But you know what? God doesn't need you to do the hat method. God just needs you to trust and believe in him and his endless resources to pour it into your life. Am I telling you that when you go out of the church today, somebody's going to shake your hand? Some of you are going to be going, <laughs> if somebody shakes your hand today and you feel their fingers going like that, you know they're looking. <laughs> I'm not saying that when you go out today, somebody's going to shake your hand and stick a $100 bill in your hand, palm of your hand. But I am saying that God somehow will meet your needs according to his riches and glory. And I've learned that God is very creative. You know, sometimes we think, man, I've, and I've known some people that uh, have had an unexpected check show up in their mail. And when you hear those stories, you think, okay, sh 
Somebody shake my hand and let there be a $100 bill. When I get home, I'm checking the mailbox. Maybe something came uh, while I was at church and came in the mail or something. Somebody dropped by. We hear those stories and we think, that's what I'm going for. But God is creative. And God has a way of meeting our needs that isn't the story that we've heard today. But it's your story. It's what he wants to do in your life. When you look at this, Paul said, I've learned through my experiences with my relationship of trusting God and his power and his providence and his provisions. Paul said, I've learned I can. And I believe that whatever you're facing in your life right now or what may ever come up in your life in the coming days, God wants you to know you can. You can be content where you are. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And you can get all your needs met but just learn to trust him. Lord, we come to you this morning. God, we thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace and your boundless blessings. And Lord, these scriptures have always been precious to me, those verses. Think about Paul said in those opening verses. Think about the things that are good and lovely and trustworthy and pure. And Lord, as we've heard Paul say, I've learned that I can be content wherever I am. Wherever my circumstances have brought me, I can be content. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I can get all my needs met because my God will supply all my needs. Lord, I believe that after hearing what Paul said and to believe that the impossible is possible. Lord, to come back to those early scriptures that we read in those verses 8, 9, and 10 where Paul said, Think about the things that are good and pure. Lord, Paul had learned to, even when his circumstances changed, not to let his attitude change, but to remain positive, upbeat, and believing. And so, Lord, I believe that we need to come back to those early scriptures that think about those things which are good, positive, pure, those that have good virtue in them. Lord, I pray, God, that you just help us that where we may be struggling, where we might be confused, where we might be frustrated, where we might be doubting, Lord, I pray that you'd bring us back to those early scriptures about having trust, faith, thinking about what is good, what is pure, thinking about the possibilities instead of the impossibilities. Lord, for someone who may be thinking this is impossible, Lord, I pray that they'll change it to say I'm possible instead of it's impossible. So God, I pray you'll take us on this mission. I believe that God, that you led divinely for this appointed time to lead us on mission, I'm possible. Because, Lord, there's some people that are struggling, some people are doubting whether it is possible. But, Lord, I believe that you're wanting to increase their faith and their trust to believe in you and to believe in themselves, that they are on a mission of I'm possible. And, Scott, I'm just asking you right now to meet with people right where they're at, whatever they're facing in their life, whether it's a struggle, whether it's a mountain, whether it's a giant, whether it's uncertainty, whether it's frustrating circumstances, whether it's just like things are not coming together, God. I need those resources to come to my aid. I need some more finances. I need a job. I need some resources to meet in my life. God, would you make the impossible become possible? Lord, I'm believing that you're going to do that in some people's lives if they just put their trust and believe in you. And God, I look back at what Paul said. He said, I can do. He took the action. But he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He left the ability up to you. 
So Lord, I'm asking God for you to encourage somebody today to take that first step. I can do that first step of action. And then as they take that first step, may they believe that the ability to do it is in you and your strength and your power and your resources. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not an impossibility. I'm possible. And Lord, I'm going to give you praise and honor and glory for all that you do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.